Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Limitless Being Podcast. I am Danielle, your host, here to be a guide for you on this journey of life. This is a space cultivated with the intentions of connection, vulnerability, spirituality, limitless knowledge, explorative conversations, loving guidance, and so, so much more. I'm here to spread love while activating freedom within the collective consciousness. I'm a digital nomad and entrepreneur and a magnetic spiritual being here to help you activate your power to cultivate the life of your dreams. This container I have created is an incredibly safe space for us to have these conversations which lead us toward liberation, acceptance, and radical love of self. If you have found this podcast, it's by no accident. You've been guided here because there's a part of you who's ready to stop making excuses and live the life you've imagined. So join me here every Thursday. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Limitless Being Podcast. I am so happy to be back after a long break, probably, actually, definitely one of the first breaks I've taken ever in my business. And that's so crazy when I think about what I've been through and how I was still healing people. And ultimately, I just really needed rest and I was able to finally be in a place to give that to myself recently. So thank you for your patience on waiting for another amazing fucking episode. I have so much to tell you. I just got chills. I mean, I obviously you can tell I'm way more activated than the last episode. So this is going to be another solo cast this week before we buckle up and get amazing guests back on this show, which I am, again, so enthusiastic about. I cannot wait to be interviewing incredibly talented and intellectual minds that are able to drop into a really vulnerable space and share their life stories, share their hearts, and ultimately share how they're impacting this planet for the better. So this episode will be focused on essentially all of the incredible downloads and revelations and ultimately knowing, capital letters, knowing this new version of myself that I knew was meant to come into fruition. If you're watching, you can see I got a brand new tattoo on my shoulder um, representing this part of my journey. It's a jaguar and a mandala with the um, with some sacred geometry, the seed of life, flower of life in the middle. And it's representative of where I'm at now, which I'm going to share with you. It's essentially, this episode is more of like a life update. Again, what I've realized, what I'm starting to really embody, my ayahuasca journey that was just a few weeks ago. And everything else that naturally flows and pops to the surface that wants to be expressed in this episode will be. So buckle up, take some notes, listen, on your drive to work, whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy. So a few weeks ago, in the last episode, I talked about prepping for my ayahuasca ceremony. Now, I'm going to be very vulnerable and honest about the last couple of months, or I should say January, February, beginning of March. And 
what my journey has been like. So I actually moved to Colombia because I'm a digital nomad. I moved to Colombia in February from end of October to end of January. I was living in the States in Utah and also going back and forth between Arizona and Utah a couple of times. And I was going through a really intense unraveling and um, disconnecting from the partner that I had in Costa Rica, who is my twin flame. And through through the space that I had coming back to the States, there were many revelations and understandings and new information that was brought to the surface, which you can listen to a couple episodes back about everything that I experienced. What I didn't realize though, and now that I have such a broader perspective because I'm so far removed and I've, I've granted myself the gift of real rest. And I'm going to go into a tangent briefly. Real rest, meaning taking time off. I used to think, you guys, and I know so many of you resonate with this when you're, as you're listening to this, you're going you're to be like, oh yeah, me too. Because this is the way of the states, right? I used to think of rest as taking a 30 minute nap a day, y'all. I used to think of rest as sleeping in an extra hour. <sighs> like I thought that my body and my mind and my soul could heal with that little bit of extra rest in comparison to the years of trauma I've experienced. I was like, oh, I'll give myself a little extra rest. I'll slow down a little bit and I'll be able to heal. No, that is not resting. And I was so sure that it was in the past and now I know because I have actually taken time off. I stopped taking calls. I had a couple in, in maybe like a month time. And of course I am blessed to be in the position that I am right now. Obviously, I know that this is a privilege that I've worked myself. I've grinded my fucking ass off to be in this position where I can take rest, where I've set myself up so that when I do take rest, it's not affecting anything in my business whatsoever. If anything, it's improving my business. The point I'm trying to make here, obviously, I know that that's a blessing and I know that it's possible for you to grant yourself this permission as well, but Resting is not just taking a nap. Resting is not meditating 15 minutes a day. Resting is truly taking time off for your mind and your body and therefore your spirit to heal and up-level, to sleep in as much as you need. If you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm so tired, sleep more when you're giving yourself rest. If you don't want to work out because your body hurts or you just like, don't. Don't work out. Stop creating content. Take a break, my entrepreneurial babies. You need it. Because I was going through, even in the most difficult challenges in my adult life, the most difficult times on my mental health, I somehow still had the grit, the bandwidth, and the wherewithal to heal and show up for people and like provide that space. And I know it's because I set aside my ego and I allow my soul, my higher self to be the full, the leader in the healing and the coaching calls and the ceremonies and the retreats. I know that that's my higher self leading. So I don't allow my ego and my own personal pain to infiltrate the present moment or to infiltrate 
the sessions or the experiences that I have with my clients. However, I don't know how my body did not shut down. I am truly astonished looking back where as of right now, I feel very whole and very healed. I feel astonished looking back, knowing that I was still capable of holding space for others when I was very broken in many er in, in a couple areas of my life. It wasn't my whole life. Obviously, li uh, running a an aligned business that provides positivity for this planet is what lights me up, right? So again, I was able to kind of separate my problems from my what I do for a living. And, and I think that's a very healthy skill to learn and to, to apply. But I still knew that like, looking back, like my heart was not whole and my spirit had some breaks in it, you know, and, and there were parts of my soul that I needed to retrieve from previous traumas. And there was still work that I hadn't done. So it's amazing looking back that I was still able to provide the space that I, I did. And I can say now, let's start with leading up to the ayahuasca ceremony that I, I entered a few weeks ago. Leading up to ceremony and in the first month and a half of being in Colombia, I experienced a, a lot of loss. Um, I decided to end a very significant connection that I had while I was back in the States, definitely a soulmate. Um, but I knew I wasn't in the space for that and I had to end that. I went through the dissolving of the old podcast that we had, the shift flow with Mo, and that also affected her and I's relationship and that's a very significant relationship or it was a very significant relationship um, and we're working on mending that. But So let's say I essentially lost a sister uh, the version of the relationship that we had, I lost a, a lover and then my dog died suddenly and very traumatically. And if I'm being honest, that's the only thing that really like strikes some tears every time I talk about it because it brings up a lot of, it brings up a lot of pain for me because I had to get rid of my animals because Long story short, something happened with my old roommate who I had the animals with and she bailed on me. And so I was forced to, I was forced into a different moving situation where I couldn't have my animals. And so I had to give them up. And so they haven't been under my care for a while, but I was, I'm still involved in, in, you know, their lives and in the family's lives that, um, watch them and take care of them now. And so it felt and when I got the call that she was in surgery and they were, they were thinking about amputating the leg, um, and I expressed my opinion and I just knew deep down if they were to go through with that option, she wouldn't recover well. I just knew it, right? They didn't listen. And so there were all of these, these responses in my reality where it felt like my power and my voice was being taken away. And then that also... Um, that also poked at these deeper wounds of like, nobody listens to me. Nobody trusts what I have to say. That's like, right, this very old belief. And so that was all of these things happening, all of this loss, all of this confusion, all of this disregard for my opinion, disregard for 
my um, perspective was all happening simultaneously. Um, and on top of that, I was back in Latin America, right? Which I didn't, I did not foresee the triggering that would happen of being back in, a Latin, in Latin America around my relationship in Costa Rica and that specific individual. And so the triggering there was happening as well. So essentially I went through some shit and my brain and my body leading, leading up to ceremony were like, you need to slow down. Like we can't, we need to process. We got to heal. We got to do this. We got to do that. And old me, let's say Danny, Danielle from last year would be like, Oh, just keep going. Just keep running. Chug the coffee. That didn't happen or it did, but I'm not going to look at it. Let's go. I gotta, I gotta build. I gotta grow. I gotta make more money. I gotta, I gotta reach out to more people. I gotta run, 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 run. Keep going. Ah, you know, that was the old me, like in my hyper masculine, go, 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 go. None of this shit matters. Like, fuck them, fuck that. Just like completely compartmentalizing and running through life. Um, ultimately to be more productive so that I felt like that I, I had some more sense of security underneath my belt and also like sense of value within myself. And at this point, I couldn't ignore all of the messages and the signs and, the, and my body communicating with me that I needed to slow the fuck down and so I was I was feeling I was feeling like I was pretty I don't want to say depressed because I haven't experienced depression in years but I want to say it was definitely close to a cloud of depression it felt like there was just this looming energy over me this like cloud of just Ugh, what's next all this loss all this bullshit you know triggering me to go into old old levels of consciousness of like what was me I'm a victim why the fuck is this happening all of these things right I was kind of being brought back to these old versions of myself and I was crying every day I was processing and so I knew before ceremony that I just needed to do the opposite of what I've been doing. And that's really hard, right? When you know you're being prompted into this new way of being and existing in the world energetically, vibrationally, whatever you want to call it. It's really difficult, especially when you're used to 27 years of operating in a different way. But at this point, of where I was, I just knew I needed to surrender and I needed to trust. Of course, there were fears, old fears that still came up around money or around clients or around if I'm not showing up in a certain capacity, like I'm not going to get to this point and blah, blah, blah. And, and I knew for my sake, for my health, for my well being, and ultimately for my positive transformation of where I'm at right now, sitting in this seat like a whole. A truly a whole different person I needed to lean into the trust and lean into the surrender and speak to the universe and say uh, you know whatever happens I trust you to always take care of me and I trust me to always take care of me and so processing and feeling that depression and feeling kind of like the disconnection um 
from community because that's that's a part of traveling right is ultimately you find those new communities but the, the disconnection feeling alone um led me to really just know that this ayahuasca journey was completely for me and so I started the cleanse you know it's no meat no alcohol meditating every day cleansing uh media what you're intaking through social media like not really watching shows anymore being really really intentional and disconnected from things that will influence you negatively prior to ceremony and and influence your subconscious mind right that's what it's all about is the subconscious and these medicines help to bring the unconscious to the conscious bring the dark to the light illuminate these aspects of yourself that you weren't aware of and with my with my sensitivities you know I needed to really follow the kind of one to two week um, cleansing. And even though the the shamans and where I went, they said, oh no, just, you know, eliminate these a day before ceremony. It really depends on which place you're going to sit with the medicine. But I decided to do about a week and a half of, you know, no sex, no self-pleasure, um, no alcohol no drugs obviously that's a given none of these things were very difficult for me I don't have these addictions that I used to have in the past when I was younger um again eliminating decreasing of social media intake not watching shows journaling more writing about you know what I want to experience connecting with the medicine and meditation etc and again slowing the fuck down and of course I started my period right before the ceremony and the ceremony fell on the spring equinox, the new moon, and the day that Pluto moved into Aquarius. So a completely new paradigm, all of these incredibly powerful, strong energy shifts while I'm sitting with the medicine for the first time. And I started my period. And so I was just so low energy. I was exhausted. I was moving like a snail, but also just kind of loving that I was finally able to move like a snail and not, and that not prompt anxiety within me because I was already prepping for weeks prior before ceremony of slowing down and listening and just being, just being. And the ceremony was held at this really beautiful place called Sierra Ancestral in Minka. They, for the most part, only speak Spanish, so that was interesting. Um, Minka, Colombia is a little bit inland from one of the main cities, Santa Marta, which is on the Caribbean coast, and it's about 40-45 minute drive inland, and so my sister, my roommate, my co-pilot in this life currently, um, drove with me to Minka. We stayed at this incredible beautiful hostel on the mountain where overlooking everything you can even see the ocean and the sunset behind the mountains it was just absolutely beautiful the downside however the night before we left there was so much wind in our apartment in Santa Marta it was shaking our apartment so we didn't sleep the night we got there 
to, uh, it's a hostel, right? We had our own room, a private room, but it was like open screens and there were people partying all night. So didn't sleep that night. And so the day that I had to go to, um, the space, Sierra Ancestral for the first ceremony, I was completely and utterly exhausted. I haven't not slept for two nights. I think since I was 21 and at a festival, that just that's just not my life. I love sleep. I love going to bed. I love sleeping nine hours. Like, you know, that's just who I am. I really, really prioritize sleep. Um, and I do a lot of work in the astrals as well. So I was exhausted the day I had to go to the space. And so I messaged them and I asked if I could come rest there because the ceremonies don't start until 8, 9 p.m. And they said, absolutely, not to mention again, I mean, I started my period. So on top of that, just complete, complete depletion mode, you guys. I remember talking to Izzy, like, why do you think this is happening to me? You know, because we, we both truly believe that there is a reason for everything that we've experienced, that we experience everything that we go through. And she said, I think it's prepping you to stay all night with, stay up all night with the medicine. And I was like, didn't think about that. Touche. Touche. So I leave Minka, I get on this little moto, moto taxi, super, super normal here in Colombia, um, to just hop on the back of a motorcycle, a moto taxi and have them take you wherever for like a dollar. Got on this little moto taxi, it was a really beautiful drive, and got to the space, was welcomed by the shaman, the wife of the shaman, their little baby, he's so crazy, oh my god. They had guacamayos, parrots flying around, and a husky, and a beautiful cat, and just this incredibly eloquently um, designed yard. You can, you can tell they put a lot of time and effort into the design of the yard with the plants and the jungle and these massive trees and a river flowing flowing through I felt like I landed in fairy tale land and that's exactly where I wanted to be for ceremony was immersed in nature because if you haven't been to the jungle if you haven't experienced um the type of vibration that the jungle offers you feel like you're high because it's such a high frequency from the elements, the greenery, how many animals there are, the birds, the colors, the the um, the water that's in the air, the water that's flowing through the river or by the ocean. The jungle is such a high frequency, spiritually charged place. It is so special to sit with medicine in that environment. And so walking into the gate, I saw all of that and everyone and the hammocks and just everybody just relaxing. And I knew it's exactly where I was supposed to be. I had my own room. They welcomed me to the room and I just rested. Um, I needed to rest. I was feeling also very emotional. Just again, where I was at in my journey, everything I was going through, my hormones, the moon, everything, right? A lot of, lot of energy, a lot of change. And I was still adapting to Colombian culture at that point. Now I'm almost on, you know, I'm very close to month three of being here. So that was more so beginning of month, month two. And I went to the room, turned on the fan, turned on the AC, lied down, rested a little bit, woke up and then immediately began to cry. I 
was uncontrollably sobbing. I felt incredibly alone. I felt a little bit of fear, of course. That's only normal in these types of experiences. And I was just crying. And I was crying for what I'd lost. I was crying for my dog. I was crying because at that point, we hadn't really met many people that understood our lifestyle or understood you know my healing journey what I do for a living I just felt very disconnected and it felt alone and it felt sad it felt scary it felt like I wanted somebody to be there with me experiencing this but ultimately from a higher perspective I knew that I was meant to be there alone I knew that and so I just gave myself permission and gave myself the space to just cry. And I, when I need to cry, when I need a good cry, I make sure that I allow myself as much time as I need until I naturally stop. I do my best to not stop my emotions from moving through me. I allow myself to just purge as much as I need. And that's what I did. And then I fell asleep and I woke up and they fed me some some dinner because you have to stop eating around 6 p.m. And then we did some yoga. There was a yoga teacher there. And then we prepared for ceremony. And the others arrived about an hour before. There were, it was all women. It was really beautiful. It was all women besides the shaman, shaman, the taita, and his assistant were two men. And so we laid out our mats. We were on the ground underneath this, this rooftop with open air. We were able to see the sunset and the sun, um, the sun setting and the jungle around it and all of the colors. And then some of his family members showed up, um, they started talking, they started smoking sacred tobacco, and we were still waiting on this, this um, couple to show up. I lied, it wasn't all women, there was a couple as well. And then some of the family members that came were men, but they were more so outside of the ceremony. They do this quite often, it's very, very normal in the culture to just sit with ayahuasca whenever you so choose. And after that, um, they sat us down and started to explain everything. Started to explain, you know, the medicine is intelligent, incredibly intelligent, and it has a consciousness of its own. And she's feminine and she's not forceful. She will give you exactly what you need. You know, there's nothing to be fearful of, there's nothing to worry about. No, you're here in the right place. and. He explained the procedures. First, we started out with hape, which is a grounding snuffing tobacco. Um, Giovanni, his assistant, the shaman's assistant, came around and blessed us and prayed over us and prayed into the hape medicine and then blew it into each of our nostrils. And then we sat with those feelings and then you blow your nose and kind of spit up, you know, whatever is purging some people some people's eyes naturally water and ultimately the end feeling of hape is very grounding very present it's almost euphoric the medicine uh 
Hape and what it provides. It's really beautiful. And then he, they get into their, their dress, the lights go down, they light some candles, they have a little altar with the ayahuasca and the medicine, they say prayers, they sing, and the ikaros, which is what the, the shamans sing during ceremony to help you purge or to help you through certain difficult moments, etc. And then he serves us. And it's really beautiful because if you're on your period, they you are last and you just remain seated everybody else walks up and receives the medicine but you remain seated and then they bring you the medicine to honor the feminine and the feminine cycle the moon it's really beautiful and so we drink our first cup and keep in mind i'm still very exhausted in this moment very depleted um a little bit of fear came up but again i've had i've had many experiences with psychedelics some have been fucking terrifying no matter <laughs> No matter how, um, you know, helpful and insightful they were, some have been absolutely terrifying. So I'm like, at this point, and, and com in comparison to what I experienced in Costa Rica, through the cult, through the peyote ceremony, and through uh, my twin flame relationship, which you can go back into previous episodes and listen about all those experiences, compared to those spaces, I felt so safe so chill, so calm, so present. The energy was just very relaxing. In Colombia in general, the energy is just very relaxing um, versus Costa Rica where it's just intense. The energy in Costa Rica is just intense. And obviously the ceremony that I went through was a whole other level of intensity. And so was given the first cup, spoke to the medicine, spoke my intention, drank it, lie laid back down and kind of went off into this trance like state i felt like i was in a deep meditation which is exactly what you want to do is kind of be in meditation with the medicine um 30 40 ish minutes pass of course there's nausea that's a big part of this whether that's not always that doesn't always happen you don't always purge but started to feel nauseous didn't feel like I could vomit in front of everybody. You're given an individual bucket and you're supposed to just like vomit in the space. And I just, you know, I just don't, I just don't like that. Um, which is a, a piece of control that I need to work on because at the end of the day, we're all kind of doing it. Some people don't vomit at all, but I felt like the nausea passed and then I needed to go to the bathroom. I needed to go pee. And so I went to my bathroom in my, in my bedroom and then the nausea, the nausea came right back up and I, I purged. And I remember sitting on the ground on the toilet. Oh my God, it was so crazy. I, sitting on the ground over the toilet. And when I purged, it felt like it came out of my heart and out of my left lung. It didn't feel like, I've obviously thrown up before in my life. And you feel that nausea in your stomach and it comes from your stomach, like through your esophagus, right? TMI, might be TMI for you, for, might be TMI for you, but I'm sharing all the details of my story. But when I purged, it felt like it ripped something out of my heart. It was like, Ugh! it was so painful. It felt like a knife was removed from my heart. It was like, and then I vomited and then it was black. And I knew in that moment that I was healing my physical and my energetic body. 
the medicine doesn't just work on you spiritually or mentally. Like it literally works on healing your physical body. And I started to understand that this weekend might be about my physical health more than anything. And so that was the first really, um, that was the first like really big moment in ceremony number one. And then I went back, lied down, and then I just started to see colors. I saw the jaguar, hence the jaguar tattoo. The jaguar has been my spirit totem on this entire journey of coming out to Colombia, of coming out to South America. And saw some colors, saw some serpents, which is another one of my animal totems. And then I just passed out. And then they woke me up and they were like, okay, time for cup number two. And I was like, yes, let's go. Drank cup number two, fell asleep. I fell asleep, you guys. And I woke up when the sun was rising. And I remember feeling, when I woke up, I remember kind of still feeling like the medicine moving through me and moving through my veins. And then I felt all of the the physical pain that I've been experiencing, experiencing since I was 20. I've had you know joint pain on and off. I've had cystic acne. I've had gut health issues from eating disorders. Um, I felt all of that physical pain and the pain from my period melt out of me and into the earth. And the message was, I'm going to help you heal your physical body. Now go rest. And then I got up, went to sleep, and then had a whole other adventure that day in Minka. I was talking to one of the sisters that I met in ceremony. And then came back, slept more, slept through the night. Um, and then we had ceremony on Saturday, ceremony number two. Now this one was incredible. So buckle up. Um, we started again around 7 p.m., 8 p.m., I decided to do two points of hape this time, which was very intense. Um, typically when I purge from hape, hape, it's like five minutes. Me and the girl next to me, the uh, amazing, beautiful woman next to me that I met as well, she decided to do two points too. And <laughs> we were like crying, we were spitting up, we were like, ah. It was so intense. It was so painful. My left eye, my eyes wouldn't stop watering. It looked like I was crying. It was just another level, another level. But obviously I knew that I needed that. And I felt before even going into this second ceremony, I just knew that it was going to be more intense. I just knew. And Carlos, the shaman, he had said previously, as after we were talking about my experience in the first ceremony, he was like, medicine gave you exactly what you needed you needed to trust the medicine and so it was very gentle with you and now that you have trust you can go further and that's exactly what happened and I just felt that you know like I feel these knowings sometimes two three weeks before something actually happens and I just knew as I was leading up to ceremony that this was all going to be about me nurturing my physical body back to health and leaning into the trust, leaning into the sacred feminine. And so 
ceremony number two, Hoppe's crazy intense. My head feels like it's on fire. And I just know, <laughs> I just know we're going to go for it. We are going to go for it this time. And so we have the first cup and I immediately start to feel it. I immediately start to feel it. I start to feel this like surging, this pumping in my veins. And I am nauseous, of course. But it wasn't that bad. I didn't end up purging. Um, the visuals were much more intense. I started to see sacred geometry. I started to see these, um, these, these pictures that I've used in previous content posts of um, this specific artist. He does like very psychedelic paintings. I saw God. I saw, you know, different versions of me, younger versions of me. And then I saw this version of me so clearly and the cycle and the transformation of what I'm about to embody. And so it was very visual at first. And I did not cry in either ceremony, which I was so surprised about. I saw my guides, my Nana, my dog that just passed away, all of the people, you know, my, both of my grandmas that have passed, my dogs, uh, my Labradors growing up, my, my, my Indy, my Pitbull that just passed away. Um, and then also what I saw is all of my, not all, but the two really significant connections that I've had recently, their higher selves there with me. People that I no longer talk to, their higher selves with me, showing me that like no matter what, even though I'm not connected with these people that I love previously in the physical right now, they, they are and we are still spiritually supporting each other. And it was really fucking beautiful. I saw that both times. And it was just... If I'm being honest, the visuals weren't like too crazy. I can compare it to LSD, which I've done many times in my um, early adulthood. <laughs> I can compare the visuals to LSD. A little bit different, of course. LSD is like, it's obviously not from nature. It's a little more chemically based. Um, a little more like, it, it gives the kind of chemistry, geometrical, angular, um, visuals, but it still wasn't very overwhelming. Um, and I, and I got into a really deep trance again, where I felt like my physical body was just being healed. I didn't see really anything specifically about previous traumas, which I'm also very surprised about. I'm in the past, I'm used to, you know, in psychedelic ceremonies, I'm used to just like going into the darkness of the soul and retrieving, all of this information and feeling the pain and feeling the pain in my heart, but that didn't happen at all. Um, and so Giovanni woke us up again. He said, Como estas? Necesito un poco más. Like, how are you? Do you want another cup? Do you need another cup? Yes. Okay. Even though I knew this is going to be a blast off. Drank another cup. Didn't purge either time, mind you. Drank another cup. Felt nauseous. Thought I was going to purge didn't, lied back, lay back down on my mat and I shoot off somewhere. I don't know where I go. I definitely was not in my body. I don't like, I can't really remember where exactly my soul went. I just know it went to another higher consciousness realm because when I came back, I remember I was on my side 
my body was hurting and I just went, my soul re-entered my body and then I started to feel all of the pain in my physical body again, all of the pain. And ayahuasca presented herself as the consciousness and she, it was really, really intense. She um, started having a conversation with me and she said, feel your body, feel your pain. You have done the emotional healing. You have done the spiritual healing. But it's all in your body now. And I want you to feel it. You need to acknowledge it. You need to feel the pain that you've experienced emotionally and mentally in your physical body. You need to feel it. And it was just so overwhelmingly painful. You know, I knew that I had physical pain, obviously, but I think that I'm really good at denying and acting like I feel 100% all the time. And what she did is she started to, it's like her energy started to move around to the different areas of my body. And she started to apply pressure to the pain. She started to literally amplify the pain that I felt in my physical body. And so it was like, oh, my shoulder, my other shoulder, my chest, my lower back, my hips. Like I could not get comfortable. So I was moving a lot and I was groaning and I was like, mm, you know, still in that resistance. And then finally I was like, okay, I get it yeah, I have a lot of pain and I don't want to feel like this anymore. And it was like talking to God. She said, you don't have to. You've done so much for this planet and you've overcome so much. If you want, you can leave. You can choose because everybody gets to choose if they want to leave or if they want to stay. And I remember, keep in mind that I'm so kind of in this emotional low with everything that's happened and I contemplated heavily. I remember her saying that and then not saying anything else or the medicine saying that not saying anything else and meanwhile keep in mind she's also intensifying the pain in mi cuerpo, in mi body, in my body and I was like shit you know I don't really know I don't know the answer to that right now and I had to really think about it like do I want to continue if I'm going to experience trauma like I have? And I started to think about, you know, everything that I'd been through and my emotional state at the time when I was in ceremony. And yes, it was improving, but I felt like I was in such a lull. And I felt like 
was there? I wasn't motivated. I wasn't really creating. I was like, was there, is there anything to look forward to? I don't know. Usually I can feel when something is coming, something big, like something significant. Like usually I have this excitement about me, just like I do right now in this, in this episode. And I didn't have that then. And it was scary because I did feel disconnected to my normal self, quote unquote normal self, right? Well, obviously I was in this cocoon phase of becoming someone new. And I had to fully release the Danny that only knows pain and only knows fear and only creates from fear or from lack, which we'll talk about. So however long I was there contemplating if I wanted to leave my vessel or not, I don't know. The time dissolves because it doesn't really exist. Anyways, it only exists in this human form because of the ego, because of what we've created. We have created time. It's a man-made construct. And I remember finally there was one little part of me one little part of me, this quiet voice, that was like, okay, maybe we should just choose to believe that better is coming, and, you know, just, just see. And if that's not how it goes, then, you know, we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> we'll revisit this question. And so that's, that's what I answered. I said, no, you know, not so sure, not very, not very confident in my answer, but I, I did say I was communicating with her in my mind and responded, you know, I'm going to choose to believe that there's more magic coming my way. And then in that moment, she was like, okay. And she intensified again, the pain, put the pressure, so much pressure where I thought like, I just... It wasn't going to end. And then it starts to be removed from my body. And she's like, you need to rest. I'm going to help you. I'm healing you. I'm getting this shit out of your tendons, your muscles, your joints, your everything that you have stored all of this trauma in. I'm getting it out for you. I'm helping you. But you have to do the rest. You need to rest. You need to take at least two weeks off. You need to slow down your exercise. You need to get massages, body work. You need to talk to somebody. You need to invest everything you possibly have into slowing down and into healing right now. And that's what I did. The sun started to rise. I got up, I went to my bed, and I slept for hours and hours and hours. I came out. We had a couple of... Um, it was the last day, right? So we did a couple of exercises. I was still pretty exhausted. And then headed back down to, um, or headed back up to my friend's hotel in Minka. And then the next day we wanted to do a coffee and cacao tour. I know I probably shouldn't have done that. I needed, I really needed to just chill, but it was the last day we were going to be there. So we did a coffee and cacao tour. And then I started to feel sick. I won't go into details. You can use your imagination. I got a stomach bug. Um, my bones started to hurt. I started to have a high-grade fever. And I was sick for 10 days, y'all. 
on and off. I had good days where I was like, ooh, I can go to the gym a little bit. I can move my body, get a massage, whatever. And then the next day I would have a debilitating fever and my entire body would be in pain. And the next day I was like, oh, I'm good. And the next day, sweating from a fever. Um, No vomiting, but purging. And just, it felt like I was going through, number one, I believe the medicine was still working on me. Number two, I got a bug. Number three, I was going through physical, mental, and spiritual activations. And I know that so many people in the collective the last month or so were going through the same as well. And it was painful and it was upsetting and I was crying and I was just going through the integration process of everything that I learned. And ultimately it led me to these realizations and now to the embodiment of these realizations that I had through everything I went through in the first couple of months being here, the ayahuasca ceremony, the sickness, the slowing down, the trusting, it ultimately led me to fully embodying my higher self. And my higher self, your higher self, we are these magnets, these energetic vortexes and portals. Once we've done the clearing, right, you have to clear and excavate and dig out these fears and these traumas and these beliefs that don't align with your higher self that are keeping you blocked from the embodiment of your higher self and once you get to this place and it's of course continuous work but once you get to this place where you've done a lot of that excavating you feel like your my vessel is clear my mind is clear i am here my spirit is fucking activated as ah uh, ever ever like i'm manifesting so fast because I leaned into all of the discomfort and I gained so much because I went against the grain of the way I've always operated. I realized that if I didn't work out every day, I didn't feel of value. If I didn't produce something every day, I didn't feel of value in the past, right? If I didn't make a certain amount of money every day or every week, I didn't feel a value. If I didn't have a certain amount of followers, I didn't feel a value. If I didn't blah, 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 blah. All of these things that are so related to the ego, but ultimately related to my fear of not being enough. Oh, if I'm not a successful CEO entrepreneur, like, ugh. Like, oh my god, I'm just not worthy. Like, I'm just, if I'm not producing this insane, at this insane capacity that Western society tells us we need to produce that in order to be a successful or valuable aspect on this planet, I'm not enough. Fuck that. And so I have always preached this new way of being, this new consciousness, this new paradigm that is immersing right now is from moving out of fear through whatever tool whatever bridge you need moving out of fear and into love moving out of lack and into abundance and everything that i've realized through the ceremony through all of these like pieces of wisdom and nuggets that emerged from ceremony in ceremony and previous and post ceremony because of the sickness and the medicine continues to work on you from either days to years after you consume the medicine. So the, the downloads are continuous. 
But I've realized that everything in the past I was creating because of fear. I built my platform to 17, 17K when I was in Costa Rica. I was purely operating out of fear. Oh, if I don't hit this algorithm, if I don't get this, if I don't have a 25,000, if I'm the, you know, all of these things, like if the numbers, right? The numbers really bring you into that lack mentality. I was creating out of lack and I was creating out of fear. Was there love and abundance sprinkled in? Absolutely. I, if I was constantly totally in a lack mindset, I wouldn't be living the life that I'm living right now. As a digital nomad with the ability to travel the world and to help others wherever I go and, and working remotely, I wouldn't be able to live this life if I was purely in lack mentality. But it was a big part of my existence and it's a big part of the existence and the programming and the conditioning of Western society. I like to say the United States because that's just where I've lived the majority of my life. But it is Western society, right? And so this whole metamorphosis, this whole transformation has been about truly starting to align vibrationally, energetically, mentally with my mindset out of fear and into love. What is love? Love is trust. Love is acceptance. Love is gratitude. And I, I get choked up every time I say gratitude because I have never felt more grateful my entire fucking life. I'm in this incredibly beautiful city, country, surrounded by nature, surrounded by amazing, beautiful people, creating everything that I've wanted, this podcast, retreats, building my clients, help creating beautiful programs, everything that I have wanted in my life, I have right now. And it's because I had the courage to do these radical things, to lean into the pain, to walk through the fire, to walk through the fucking underworld so that I could then see the opposite, the amount of darkness that I've witnessed and have held, I can now see and experience the opposite in light, in magic. And I'm now embodying everything that I've been preaching for years and years and years. I have no stress. I don't understand how this is fully possible. I don't. I really don't. I can't believe that in a couple months time, like I'm now fully this version that I've always wanted to be. It's hard for me to fully comprehend, but I know that it's through all of these challenges and all of these uncomfortable situations and getting sick and the ayahuasca and the medicine, obviously these things that help you to expand your consciousness and your awareness 
and come back to the realization, the inner knowing that your soul knows, my soul knows, but the only thing that's getting away in the way of the knowing and of the, the, the feeling of abundance and love is the mind, is the ego, is the stories that we're told and that we create through the mind. And I feel like finally, for the first time consistently in my life, I have full fucking control over this thing. My, my brain, my mind. And in that control, because of the purge, because of the stillness, because of the silence, because of the crying and the trauma and the darkness, now I actively choose my thoughts. I actively choose love. I actively choose to see all of the goodness, all of the positivity. Are there things in my life that are hard that you don't know about? Absolutely. Go listen to the first few episodes of this podcast. But I don't stay in that. Because in the grand scheme of my life, there is way more positivity. There is way more light and there is way more love than there is darkness. And wherever you focus your energy or your awareness grows. And so, so many of us, myself included, I say all of this because I was in these places in the past. I don't say it to judge. I don't say it. Maybe I do want to call, you know, I want to call people out a little bit. Yes. But with love to show you a guiding light of what you can have. I didn't get to this point without any work. And ultimately, it has taken a lot of suffering, has taken a lot of pain. But suffering is a conscious choice. You choose the lens in which you view the world through. You choose if you're focusing on the bad or you're focusing on the good. And I think if you start to train your mind and think about the good that you have in life, you start to realize there actually is more good. And no, we live in a game where the world wants to show you that it's all bad. Beating the fucking game is realizing that everything you've been told is a lie. Everything you're being shown is a lie. We don't show all of the positive, magical moments that are all happening simultaneously in this moment right now as you're listening to this podcast because that wouldn't get any views, baby. At least by the mainstream matrix people that are programmed through fear. And so I'm here on the other side. And I can't believe that I got here. I can't believe sometimes. I, I still can't believe that I got here sometimes. Um, I'm just overwhelmed with happiness and overwhelmed with gratitude and overwhelmed with love for myself and for everybody, every soul that is called into my vortex to be a part of this magic with me. Yeah. <sighs>
I am no longer creating from a place of lack. I am creating from a place of abundance and of overflow, knowing that each thought breeds an outcome in my life. And I only choose to feed the thoughts that are creating more expansion, more growth, and more love, more light to channel for myself, to channel to you, to channel this planet, to again, inevitably show you, you can have this too. We all can. We can all be free. We can all be abundant and rich and wealthy and in love and magical and powerful. Back to what I was saying about the higher self is your higher self is this incredible vortex of energy constantly manifesting. I've manifested everything I've wanted out here in the last month because I needed that last purge. I needed to go through that last detox of my old self. And the unfolding is so peaceful and so right. And I also want to add that it was not as intense as a lot of people talk about. And I know everybody's experience is different. And again, I've been through some crazy shit in my life. So maybe that has a lot to do with my bandwidth or yeah, my ability to hold that experience. But like, it wasn't that crazy. Was it uncomfortable? Yeah. Was it painful in moments? Yes. Was it trippy? Absolutely. But it wasn't overwhelming too much. And so I also now have a different perspective of ceremony. I think the most important thing is the space and the prep and the intention. But as far as the medicine goes, she's got my full trust. I love her. She's amazing. She's like nurturing, loving, giving. And you'll feel it in your stomach if you're ready for something like this. I've done four different experiences in the last year that have really, really helped me to also get to this place of embodiment. A mushroom ceremony, the peyote ceremony, um, I did a intravenous uh, ketamine therapy in Utah and then the ayahuasca ceremony a few weeks ago. And so, of course, this has a lot to do with, with where I am now. And I just want to continue to share this information, this, ah, just this love and this abundance and, and know that I'm also here for you if you're moving in to a space where you're ready to try something, to try plant medicine, to try an alternative healing modality. I've done a lot of research on these things. I am no expert, but I have experience. And to talk about my prep, you know, I was also journaling a lot and connecting again with the medicine. So if you need any recommendations, any questions, 
any guidance at all for these types of things, please let me know because ultimately it helps us to release these parts of our ego, to go through an ego death, if you will, these parts that are no longer in alignment with who we are and where we're going so that we can become our highest and best selves. And if you're here in this, listening to this episode in my vortex, in my community, then I know you're aligned with that mission. So don't hesitate to reach out. Don't hesitate to ask questions. And it was a 10 out of 10 for me. And I believe in the future, I don't feel the need to go back right now, but I believe in the future I will be welcoming more experiences like this. I'm so grateful to be in this place of peace. I am going to leave it at that. Where there is more to be said, I will record another episode. And... I want to leave you with a challenge this week. Hopefully this challenge is going to provoke some insight in your soul. I want you to, for 25 minutes, turn off everything. No distractions, no phone, no music, nothing. Find a place to just be still. You're going to meditate, but you're going to start with this question before you meditate. Close your eyes, you'll take a few deep breaths, and you'll say, please show me exactly where I need to be focusing on my healing. Subconscious, please show me exactly where I need to be focusing on my healing. And then sit for 25 minutes, set a timer, see what comes up. I want you to write down significant thoughts that you continuously heard, you continuously um, were aware of, and I want you to write down the answer. And once you find the answer in that 25 minute meditation, I want you to start moving in the direction of where you're being guided and watch the expansion unfold. <sighs> so that's my update. Living in Colombia, doing plant medicine, creating new programs, shadow work program, a program for highly sensitive people, a program for people who desire to build spiritually aligned businesses and create a digital nomad lifestyle for themselves. Watch out for that. We also have a retreat coming out, dropping this week. Um, it will be end of May, beginning of June in Columbia, all women's retreat. This is for you to be present in your life, in your body, connect with like-minded, like spiritual, high-caliber women, create community, learn to live from the heart, and to heal specific wounds that you need to heal in the five days that will be the retreat. If this is something you're interested in, 
I mean, I already have five slots filled. We have five more spaces. So if this is something you're interested in, please message me on Instagram at danielle.limitlessbeing. You can also email me Tula Wellness, T-U-L-A-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-S at gmail.com. Five slots left. It's in this incredible space in Colombia. I'm not dropping the location yet, but just know that I will also have a local um, yoga teacher and a local woman that works with cacao for a cacao ceremony, which is a really beautiful way to open the heart and to connect on a deeper level with yourself and with others. <sighs> Rewilding the Feminine Retreat 2023. If you're interested, please message or email me. Follow me at danielle.limitlessbeing on all platforms. And please also follow the podcast. Go give us some love at Limitless Being Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We love you so much. I'm so grateful for you guys. And again, like, follow, subscribe. If this was interesting, if this activated you, if you liked this podcast, please like, leave a review, subscribe, and share with people in your life. We want to expand as far as we possibly can, far and wide. Love you guys. See you next time.